How you doing, buddy? Doing all right. You have fun? You, you play some ping pong tonight? I did. I lost all my games of ping pong. And I lost all the games of pool I played, too. Aww. It was a, it was a bit of a rough night. Good. Now, now someone's giving play? me sass about a short story I wrote saying you should cut these things. I'm just like, yeah, but these are like my the best parts of the story. What kind of pool do you play? Uh, just, I guess, well, last pocket is the house rule. Oh, okay. Oh, God, he doesn't like the ending either. Well, the ending's, what the, the, fuck him. So, okay, he doesn't like the middle or the ending, but he likes the beginning? Yeah, no, he says I should cut part of the beginning. I just don't think he likes the story. <laughs> Which is fine. <laughs> you mean he's every Star Wars fan that thinks they're a fan? I mean, it's one of those, it's fine to like, hey, I, I like the story, but you should cut all the middle, the beginning, and the end. It's like, oh, so there's just no story now. Oh, that's that's cool, too. Well, it's like, uh, you know, this is this is pretty good. Um, Could you take out the main character, though? Because I, did, I didn't get it. I, mean, I could have you read it, because I am, like, I do think it's too long, right? I'm trying to figure out where I can make it shorter and a little more concise. But, like, the idea of, like, you should cut the magic part, it doesn't do anything. It's like, but the magic part's cool. And it's the it's like the false ending, right? Like it's like the building up to this climax, like oh shit, they're casting a spell, but then it, and then it doesn't, and they go to do something else. And also, I get to describe a demon, and that's always really fun. Uh, I just, I sent you an idea for a short story. Just now, is it this picture? No, it was like a couple days ago. Oh god, I don't know if I remember. Or this morning, I don't remember now. Um, gift of the magi. Except the gift is Fortnite. Oh yeah, I remember that. I I thought that was a joke. I didn't think that was an idea for anything. Well, it's mostly a joke. I mean, it it's literally a joke because Fortnite is free. But I think it would be funny if there was like, you know, like a <laughs> wait. When does that story take place? Like Charles Dickens times when when it's yeah. always Christmassy and they have their their British hats, and. And he wants to give his beloved Fortnite, and she wants to give him Fortnite. <laughs> and it's but like they have the to give setting. up their Fortnites to give each other Fortnites. Well, yeah, like she has to sell her Nintendo Switch, and he has to sell his um, PC. But then it turns out it's okay because you can play it on iPhone. So they sit together by the fire and play Fortnite together on their phones. I like a happy a ending ha of two yeah, people. Yeah, it's a happy like, ending. Just just staring at their phones by a fire and not looking at each other. You're supposed to be it's like, oh. And I feel like it, it weighs heavily that not only is Fortnite free, but it's also the idea of someone having to trade in their game console to afford a game is funny to me. That is funny. It's not funny, but it's funny to me. I mean, it's, it's stupid, <laughs> but it's it's like, it's yeah, it's definitely the modern day really fancy comb. Because it's... <laughs> They go to GameStop, so the exchange rate is bad. <laughs> and they have to buy the Fortnite copy that doesn't come with the game. And just Have you seen that? What? There's a boxed version of Fortnite. Okay. Oh, you haven't seen that? No, I, I, I mean, I understand that there's probably a boxed version of Fortnite. That makes sense. Well, it's just, it's weird seeing that on a shelf. Um, I'm trying to pull a picture, but I can only find Target and their pictures don't work well. Did you know is that was that typically only an online game or like digital only? It's literally online only. So the Oh here it is. Okay. Yeah, I guess it is kind of stupid to buy a physical copy of a game you can only play online. So yeah, what's funny is that they don't even give you like a card or something that runs it even though you can download it. It's literally just an empty box with a code inside. So the box says Fortnite, and it says download code, no game card is included, but it's a full Nintendo Switch box. That's stupid. And it's like, oh, they only put this out so that, like, grandparents would grab that, because they just... Uh, Junior likes the Fortnites, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, uh. Hello? I, I came in here... My... <laughs> My grandson won't stop talking about Fort Fight. Man, I just, I, I vaguely get why people like that stuff, but I'm so glad I don't, because it just seems like a pain in the ass. And I, maybe stuff? that's, maybe it's like Fortnite, or just any of the Fortnite-style games. Like, I will never fun. play any of them. I play it. 
And I'm, no, I'm not saying that out of pride or anything. I'm just like, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of happy because it's one less thing to consume my time. Well, here, here's the thing. I feel like there's fun to be had, but it's kind of sad when like every single game is like, oh, guess what? We put in a battle royale mode, and it we don't get it. So it's just it's a hundred players arbitrarily, and it the the map shrinks. Right? We we put that in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they announced that for CS:GO. Yes. And I'm like, dude, that's the saddest thing you could possibly do to this game. Actually, I saw a decent argument about that. That is sort of like, if it's one of those things. Like, if you don't like it, don't play it. But if it gets new people to play CS:GO, which I guess went free to play, and they want to stick around and see what else is there, like, it's kind of a net positive for the player base because those who stick around will become players of the game, and now more people are going to play it. And if you don't like it, you can just not play it because all oh, the yeah. other modes are still there. That's true. It's just, it's also a little depressing. Oh, speaking of depressing, did you see the trailer for the Playmobil movie? No. I didn't even know that. That, that sounds horrible. Dude, it's literally just the just Lego said. movie. It's just the Lego movie. But probably worse, because... It's just, look at the Playmobil characters, and they have to go to the different Playmobil lands, and there's a there's a Wild West land, and a and a Vikings land, and... And a a Greece arena land, and it's just. I mean, I know the target audience is two year olds, so mm-hmm. technically the Lego movie is like before their time. <laughs> but it's like, eh, you could try harder. Yeah. Ah. Uh, okay. Well, hey, what did you want to talk about tonight? Well, you said we had you had something planned, Mister. And you didn't want to tell me what it was. You said it was going to be a surprise. Okay, so there's a um, there's a trend on this show. Mm-hmm. Opinions are cheap with Cameron and Chad. Hi, everybody. That uh, we tend to talk about things that I want to talk about. I, I feel like we do an okay job picking topics. I feel like we share, but it leans towards my interests a little bit more. Maybe. Um, You're a good storyteller. It's fine. I'm not so better. on that topic. I thought tonight we should talk about Star Trek. Okay. And I want to start by playing a game that me and Joe cooked up. Really? Uh, where'd it go? Okay. So, how much Star Trek have you seen, Chad? I've seen a decent amount of the re the first generation of it with William Shatner. Okay. But it's been a little bit, so if you ask me to retain any information, it's not going to help. So you're a real fan then, right? I'm a real fan. Oh, I've seen the movies, the the, the new ones from uh, whatchamacallit that did the Star Wars, uh, what's his fucking name? Yeah, J.J. Yeah. Abrams. Yeah, and they're not very good movies. Oh, I disagree. They're I never of... saw the second one. I saw the first one, I saw the third one, and the third one was... The third one was fun but bad, and the first one was forgettable. I don't think you have to see the second one. Everyone was like, um, the second one's just a remake of this, just go watch the originals. Like, I will one day do that. I think my mom owns it on VHS. Oh, and so speaking of that, if you want to see something bad, you have to see the game that was based on the first movie. Okay. <laughs> um, Like, they actually got actors from the movie to voice the characters. And it's, a, it's like a Gears of War cover shooter. Because when you think Star Trek, you think ducking yeah, behind cover. Yeah, you definitely think Gears of War cover shooter. Yeah, right. It's Run the my worst. Fucking tomatoes. It's so. Yeah. Anyways, so you're a real fan. So me and Joe came up with this idea for a game where I have some episode synopses here. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read you two. One of them is real, and one of them is not. Oh, this will be fun. This is like and... Star Wars or Indian food that the County Button guys play. Yes. Except mine's a little less thought put into it. And a little less, I don't want to say racist, because I don't think that's racist, but you know, the idea of like, oh man, that's Gungum Poir, is that Indian food, or is that a Star Wars character? <laughs> just like, I don't know, it could be either though. or. <laughs> if anything, George Lucas is the racist, because he, he just like... I kind of want to do yeah. a, a sci-fi story and just name all the characters after Indian food now. I think that'd be oh. really funny. You know what? Here's my problem. Uh, I hate in Warcraft, um, everyone's, like, all the fantasy names, 
mm-hmm. are like two English nouns. And that's mm. it's fine, except for the fact that Lich these, King. But these characters have like they're the races have their own language and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Like the Tauran speak Tarahis and they you know, they call the sun um uh I can't remember what they call the sun, but they they refer to themselves as Shuhalo and there's yeah. all kinds of like made up words and then their last name is Bloodhoof. And Grim Totem. Which is stupid when you think about it, but if you don't think about it, it's badass. And so yeah. I try not as to think about it. As long as you don't think about it. Because <laughs> I did a little bit of that with my first book, where like if I had last names, it was basically like, it was like Stonepaw. I was like, yeah, that's a badass that's name for a because, king. But didn't they speak the same language? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like I picture a human character saying, uh, oh, look, it's Bane Bloodhoof over there. And but then, then you t- think they would be it would be something completely different because they would translate bloodhoof into their own language. Right. And so I I picture the Torrens looking at a human over there and going like, "Oh no. It's um it's Frank very small toes but also five toes on each feet." <laughs> that one's Star Trek. That one is Star Trek. You want to get started? You seem excited. Yeah, let's try this. Okay, do you know Star Trek Voyager? No. So Voyager's plot was um the Voyager was a science exploration vessel and they were out exploring some science things, right? Okay. And they accidentally found God and upset him and God teleported them to the other side of the universe and it would take them like 300 years to travel back home if they go in a straight line. Okay. So the whole plot of the series was they have no support from Starfleet. They're on their own. There's like new aliens and stuff that they don't know what's out there. And they have to find a way to get home. Hopefully within their lifetime. Yeah. Okay. So that was the whole plot of the show. Okay. Um, Okay. So I got two episodes here. And I I used a random number generator to mix these up. So here's an episode of Voyager. Uh, the emergency medical hologram discovers that he is a t- no, he has a talent for singing and becomes a highly popular opera singer. Captain Janeway must decide if she will let him pursue his music career or keep him on the ship to serve as the crew's only medical profession for the rest of their two hundred year journey home. How is that a choice? That's that's fucking stupid. Here's another episode. The chief engineer discovers that he can increase the engine's warp capabilities by transmitting the ship not only through space physically, but through sound by broadcasting their travel ahead of themselves. This experiment traps the Voyager in a transwarp singularity that can only be broken after the crew utilizes the power of song to restore their physical location in space. So you ask me which is the real one? Yes. I feel like it's a trick question, and the first one's a real one because it's like, well, that's that's so dumb. There's, who would? There's no way that can be real. But I'm gonna give. I'm gonna put my faith in Star Trek and say the second episode is the real one because that first one, there's no way that's a real episode. No, the the opera singing one is real. That's but the other episode's so much better. <laughs> it's. I had a problem writing these where. At first, I thought this would be really silly, but then the more I wrote Star Trek fan fiction, the more it's like, wait, was this actually a real episode? <laughs> um, case <laughs> okay, so I've been bamboozled one to one. Yeah, there's one. a great, there's a great part where the medical hologram is like signing autographs, and it's like, and Janeway's just standing there watching this, going like, "What are we gonna do about it?" And it's like, "You're the captain. Fly the ship away." Like. The whole time, I'm trying to figure out, what are you even doing humoring this? How far into the story is this? I guess it's a hundred years in. It, I don't know. I think it was season three or five. I don't I don't care. So that's okay. when they're starting to be like, we don't know what the fuck to do. Let's make that robot an opera singer. <laughs> <laughs> Good much. job, Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> um, okay, do you know what Deep Space Nine is? They go, they go into Deep Space Nine times. No. They're going to deep space once, and they have a space station there. Okay, it's the ninth and, space station. Yeah, Miss Dogwells are there. The it like the whole thing takes place on one space station. So it's, instead of exploring, it's like they're defending one planet, and there's political stuff, but they're also like a travel hub, so people come and go a lot. Sure. 
So it's kind of a different take on the show, but... Um, okay, so here's the Deep Space Nine episode. A new species of alien arrives through the wormhole to visit Deep Space Nine with the promises of trade, only for the crew to discover the commodity they offer is entertainment. When time comes to pay, the aliens threaten to abduct all the citizens on the station to be taken away and added to a traveling circus unless they can be made to laugh. Okay, that one sounds like it could be an actual episode. Uh, here's another episode. A traveling swindler opens a casino on Deep Space Nine that threatens Quark's bar to run out of business, only to discover the new casino's profits have only been occurring through luck. Luck begins to turn, however, as an alien species that feeds on good luck forces the entire station to begin suffering from bad luck. Oh, fuck. Okay, I feel like both of these can be plausible. <laughs> They're both ridiculous, but in a very Star Trek way. But not like See, good I Star Trek. I take it that I did a good job writing these bad episodes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm going to say the first one's real. Um, no, wrong again. Fuck! It's super dumb, man. This guy, he... This guy gets thrown in jail, right? And the guy in there has, like, a little handheld bop it. And he pushes the button and it blinks red. And he's like, I always lose. And then he pushes it again and it blinks green. He's like, I won! And then he dies from a heart attack. And then the other guy takes it and goes, well, whatever this is, I'll just make more of them. And it was like an alien life form that played off of luck for some reason. This and it was like, I'm not exaggerating, like people all over the station, they're like tripping and bumping into each other. Because that science. Was a fun episode to make. I, ah. Uh... Okay. Uh, you know what the next generation is? Yeah, that's someone with Picard. That's someone with Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS. He plays a flute and lives his entire life in a dream. Okay, here's an or er, no, here's a next generation episode. The Enterprise visits a peaceful planet that has achieved peace by assigning the death penalty to literally any crime. Wesley steps on some grass in a park with a sign labeled "Do not walk on grass" and is sentenced to death. Okay, and here's another episode. The Enterprise hosts a conference to better understand the cultural differences between several species and negotiate peace terms. Wesley accidentally gets betrothed to an alien princess and risks starting an interplanetary war if he backs out. Fuck. Okay, so my brother has watched this one a lot, and he, he's told me plot synopsis of some episodes. I want to say both of those sound familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like at this point, rule of numbers say I should just keep going with number one is real Star Trek. It'll eventually work. So I'm saying the first one's real. The one where Wesley gets sentenced to death for stepping yes. on the grass? Yes, uh, that is real. Okay, that one sounded a little more familiar. That's also the kind of like lie I would make up. I know, though, which is why I was like, It's okay. such a perfect episode. <laughs> was it the grass or was it the princess? I can't remember. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Are you familiar with the original series? A bit, but there's a lot of episodes, so... That's the one with Captain Kirk and yes, Spock. and O'Hara. Okay, here's an original series episode. The crew of the Enterprise discovers a planet with a haunted house on it. There's a beautiful woman that turns into a cat. <laughs> that actually sounds like it could be an OG Star Trek episode. Okay, here's another episode. The crew of the Enterprise discovers a ship with no crew that is operating seemingly under the influence of ghosts. There is a mummy that turns into a beautiful woman. Fuck. Cause I feel like I feel like the second one sounds way more plausible than the first one, but that ending is sounds stupid. But then the first one is stupid from start to finish, which is at least consistent. So I'm gonna I keep guessing the first one. But I'm doing it again. Yeah, that's true. Hooray! The network made them do a Halloween episode. Oh really? <laughs> And so the writers were like, uh, you know what? They land on a planet and there's a haunted house. I don't know. And what the what the plot was is that there's an alien that feeds off of fear and is psychic. So when Earthlings arrive, like it instinctively created a spooky house and oh, presented sure. itself as a witch. Okay. And so it's like, oh, you know what? You kind of did something with it. Yeah, I mean okay. that, you know. 
I feel like that works better with OG Star Trek because it's so kind of like hammy. Mm-hmm. And in, in uh, uh, Kurt can just over enunciate everything and gasp and whatnot. So. Okay, are you familiar with the animated series? No. Other than I think there's a cat. Yeah, that's right. Um. Okay, so here's an animated series episode. Spock grows to be 90 feet tall. Okay. And here's another episode. Spock shrinks to be nine inches tall. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel like he, shrinking seems more plausible than growing, so let's go for shrinking. Okay, this was a trick question because they're both true. <laughs> Bear in mind, there was only one season of the animated series, and they did both growing and shrinking episodes, so that's how many ideas they had. Well, well, goddamn. So, uh, actually, um, technically speaking, you got two of these right and two of these wrong. Um, that's pretty good. Is it, though? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think a couple of these, honestly, were a little mean. <laughs> How goofy is Star Trek? Holy shit. <laughs> I had so much fun writing these. I was kind of hoping you'd do dumb shit with Wesley Crusher because, like, I was like, okay, I know people don't like him. And he did some t- really goofy, weird shit. So, like, you could, you could, I, you could go pretty plausible, implausible with with Sir Wesley Crusher. You know, his screen name online was Sir Wesley Cunt Crusher. <laughs> you know, it was, and like every time his mom walked in, he like had to like cover up the screen a little bit. Yeah. She's like, I'm what just trying to support mom. I'm doing yeah. science. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever meet his parents in the show? His mom? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. She was the, uh, like, she was the chief medical officer. Really? Yeah. On the same ship? Yeah. That's kind of weird, isn't it? So, okay, this is how it gets weird. Um, when the dad died in an accident, a space accident, because he was in Starfleet. Okay. And Captain Picard was the person that had to deliver the news when Wesley was a son, was a little boy. Mm-hmm. So there's like tension there because I think Beverly kind of likes Picard. Like they they never like date, but there's sometimes this weird like romantic tension there. And Wesley doesn't like that because he kind of associates Picard with his dad dying. Okay. Um, but there's also some neat character development as he comes to respect Picard. Wesley's a weird character, because right around the time they started to write him well, they removed him from the show. Yeah, I had heard that. And it's it's strange that, like... <laughs> did you ever see that Robot Chicken? Where the writing staff was, like, going over the feedback from the fans? Uh, no, I did not. They're, <laughs> they're all sitting around a table, and it's like, Everybody hates Wesley! What what do we do to to make them stop hating Wesley? And somebody says, like, well, what if we just take him off the show? He's like, no, get out. You're fired. Get out of here. And the guy leaves. And somebody else says, what if we make a worse character than Wesley and everyone will hate that character more? He's like, brilliant. Do it now. And so they add, like, the Great Gazoo, where it's like this imaginary friend that only Wesley can see. And he, like, floats around playing a banjo and singing. And and Wesley's like trying to work. He's like, Snurgle, get out of here. He's like, Snurgle, Snurgle, banjo song. Do, 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 do. And Wesley's like, Snurgle, get out of here. And everyone else is staring at him because he's crazy. And then it's like, the fans like bought a billboard that said, Kill Wesley. And then after they, they put Snurgle on the show, the fans bought another billboard that said, uh, Kill Wesley, keep Snurgle. <laughs> It's know, funny Star with Trek the... fans are more annoying than Star Wars fans. Think so? Um, I think so. It's difficult to say because there's a smaller population. But I think, like when when I think of a Star Wars fan, I picture like a very normal person can enjoy Star Wars, and there are all the turbo nerds. But there's also like casual people that just go to the movie theater once in a while. Sure. More with so Star with Trek, Disney it's like it. you have to be 400 pounds and live in a basement. And you have to be an example of what the Simpsons would draw at a comic book convention. Hmm. 
You know what I mean? Like, that's where my mind goes right away. How to put this? It's difficult to compare Star Wars to Star Trek when Star Wars is, to me, I think of these long-form stories that only work in movie form. And in the case of the prequels, it's like you kind of have to watch all three movies to get the one good story that's in there. Um, and it also means putting up with stuff that it doesn't actually contribute to the good story. And with Star Trek, I think of the TV show first, and there's these like short episodic things where it's like, here's here's commentary about a thing, or here's uh, an interesting idea, and we play with it for a little bit and get over it. And so in a way, it's an apples to oranges thing, uh, the science fiction versus science fantasy Yeah. Thing. I mean, that was what was disappointing about some of the J.J. Abrams movies, right? Is that, like, they felt like they were tr- trending too hard into, like, sci-fi action stuff when really the the meat and potatoes of Star Trek is the exploration and the politics. And I would have yeah, preferred I... a movie that explored some weird kind of sci-fi idea without punching and shooting versus what we got, which I know, like, the third movie felt like it was doing a lot of, like, Guardians of the Galaxy shit, like, oh, let's play a song and save the day. Yeah, at the same time, though, I think that's a problem with the movie format, where I think audiences want to sit down and see lasers explode things. Yeah, I, and, you know, you're like, hey, we're going to see a sci-fi movie. I bet there's going to be lasers that explode things. Like, I bet there were lasers in the new Blade Runner movie, right? Like, Actually, yeah, there was there was fire in that. And you wouldn't really think about it, because the first Blade Runner didn't have a lot of action to it it was this weird kind I mean, of there, like crime nor story yeah there wasn't really like a lot of shootouts but there were actually like one or two shootouts sure and i'm guessing because you, you have to have like that climactic battle which makes sense but with so like actually, star trek the movie I will had say a this, lot though, of fighting the, the new blade runner didn't have a shootout at the climax that was stuff at like earlier parts in the movie oh okay so i give them credit for that but you're right they, they did sneak more in there sure Ah, yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, I think I've said before that I wish uh, Telltale Games got the Star Trek IP, because I feel like they could have gotten away with a story-focused space adventure. Yeah. Especially it's episodic. Each episode could be its own story instead of this, like, baloney, you know, five-episode-long arc that leaves these cliffhangers every hour. Right, and then and then if you when your studio goes under and you can't finish it, you can be like, well, at least it was episodic, so you had a episode that you ended on, and you have like a definitive ending of some kind instead of, oh, sorry. Yeah, that would be ideal. Of course, the um, Telltale's like answer to, oh, we have money problems is like, I guess we'll just buy more properties. Like they're basically the Funko Pops of video games. Yeah, except that they moved a lot faster than Funko Pop will. I wish they just stopped now. That's okay, you guys can stop. Yeah, that's a, that's a mean thing I just said about Telltale, but it, it's kind of no, true. No, it's, it's very true. Um, I bought a Funko Pop on Second Life. Did I send you that picture? Uh, I don't think so. Have you seen that? Have you seen that picture of uh, um, Donatella's crying tree no. playset? The fuck, dude! It's a. <laughs> It's Donatello's, like, sad place. Alright, let's take a peek at this. It's a plastic tree, and Donatello's standing there. He's like, this is my special place. And he's like, you know, sometimes it's okay to cry. This is where I come to do it. Includes super sad Donatello action figure and accessory mini facial tissue. It's where he comes to cry. So in my my Second Life apartment, I have, like, a really sad apartment that's full of beer cans and uh, Jurassic Park VHSs. Okay. And so I, I set up this box and a little plastic tree and a little Donatello um pop vinyl. Nice. It, <laughs> it's just like it's leaning in the corner of the room next to the TV that's like the TV is propped up on empty beer boxes. Nice. It's <laughs> and some of the cardboard blocks the screen, so it's hard to use YouTube. It's the fact fun. that you can get a Donatello Funko Pop in Second Life kind of blows my mind more than anything else. Dude, I'm done with First Life. This is where it's at. It's it just seems like it's better than First Life because you can it be, is. you can have all of the weird furry sex and also have a Donatello Funko Pop. 
And here's another funny thing. After the elections, Donald Trump kind of disappeared from Second Life. There was a period where it was like all over the place and there was a Donald Trump sim with like campaign stuff. But that all disappeared. And now it's the only place on the internet where no one's talking about Donald Trump. That's got to be kind of refreshing. It is. I'm done with First Life, dude. I can I can see the appeal. The problem is, is oh. First Life gives you money. Did I um did I tell you about the Star Trek Museum on Second Life? No. Oh. <laughs> this is a sad story. Oh hooray. <laughs> like all things on Second Life. I'm smiling. It was made by a very depressed person. <laughs> um this lady bought a big chunk of land and made a Star Trek museum. And when I say made a museum, I mean she used the basic primitive shapes in Second Life, which are literally just cubes and spheres, okay. and used that to recreate Star Trek scenes. That's kind of neat. It is kind of neat. And at the time, back when Second Life was new, that was kind of like the best you could do. Um, now there's all these kind of custom models and stuff, though. Yeah, and they haven't really updated, but I sent you a picture of one. Um, so it's like, there's, there's a bridge and you take your picture on the bridge of the ship and you can walk around. There's like information about different episodes and, and trivia and stuff. And it's actually like a cute little sim. Like they did a really good job making a museum that actually functions as a museum. Okay. And it actually, um, <laughs> it caught the eye of the guy that runs the official like Star Trek.com website. And, um. Uh, she was contacted by somebody that runs the website and says, hey, I just found out about your Star Trek museum on Second Life. Could we organize an interview? And I'm going to go like take pictures and stuff. And um, Gene Roddenberry Jr. said that it's cool and we're going to like put it on the front page of the website. And so she got all excited. And said, oh, oh yeah, this is probably course. fake, wasn't it? Well, no. <laughs> so what happens is the rep oh. from Star Trek.com shows up and and she's there. Say like, hi, welcome to the museum. Let you know. Let me show you everything and take pictures of whatever you want. Um, and then like just as she's saying that, uh, a furry with like quadruple D, you know, chest bits and everything, mm-hmm. like shows up. And then other like weirdos show up in like bondage gear and start walking around. And um, the guy from StarTrek.com said, you know, this this maybe isn't what uh we want to put on the site and then he logged off oh no (laughs) so now she's a nazi about like dress code and if you show up and she's online she'll just ban you on site if she doesn't like something about you and she's been doing this for six years because she's convinced if she can keep the sim clean then star trek.com will come back oh Oh, that so is that is kind I, of a sad story. Yeah, I actually have friends that have been banned permanently from The Sim for showing up and like having a skeleton face or something. Um, maybe like, she should have like made it a private server for a bit. Yeah, just for the day. Also, that start like how did that Star Trek guy not know what the fuck goes on in Second Life? Well, I, the thing is that there's um there's different like ratings, and so it's a G-rated area. And so technically those people were breaking the rules by showing up like that. Okay. And in, under normal circumstances, like a moderator might catch that or someone else can report it and they get talked to by the officials or whatever. It was just kind of, the guy was overly sensitive about it. And it's like, oh, we don't want to direct people here from the website. I don't want to be associated with this. I'm just, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't blame him. It, it sounds her, like it's it was just a horrible, horrible so, just set of accidents like all things on second life mm-hmm. um yeah when you said she became a nazi i was like oh jesus and you're like yeah she enforces a dress code now and i was like oh thank god she's not like an actual one because that's no yeah. not plausible oh yeah no I, I didn't mean i didn't mean it the way it came out um i think my ridley amiibo broke oh no i think he's missing a piece that sucks um, yeah. Did it just, like, <laughs> fall off, or did it come without I don't, it? It's just a piece missing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it came like that. Maybe it's worth something. Yeah, probably. I got a, I got a rare broken amiibo in the mail. <laughs> Give me $200 for it. 
<laughs> I might get a Ridley Amiibo. I, I like Ridley. And I don't have any yeah. cool Ridley figures. Ridley's cool. Um, yeah, we gotta, do, we gotta do another show about Smash Bros. soon. Yeah, maybe maybe next week. I feel like because I feel like I Joe like should come to. on because he knows a lot of the ins and outs of like Smash. Like he watches like competitive stuff sometimes. And yeah, did you see um? Did you see Penny Arcade this week? I did not. I should go. It f- was find um. It. Tyke goes there and he's like, "I'm watching high level Smash play and I'm sort of bewildered that this is a thing. It's kind of like high level Twister." I always thought it was a silly game to play with your friends late at night. It never occurred to me to pay attention to what was going on or to care what happened at the end. And Gabe's like, well, yeah, there's, like, the first layer, um, like, when you learn that there's a block button. He's like, there's a block button? (laughs) And it's just, I feel like that was the conversation that I have with Joe whenever Smash Brothers comes up. Yeah. Because I just, I'm playing a different game than he is. And it's interesting that this exists. I, one of the things he was talking to me about, like, the cool thing about high-level Smash play, if you play Smash, is you're watching it and you're just like, I didn't know you could do this in this game. I was like, I've played hundreds of hours of this game. I did not know you could do this. Well, it was funny when I was uh, I was playing with my brother this last weekend, and we're just goofing off and unlocking characters, and at some point I unlocked Isabel, so it's like, well, that's funny. And so I picked her, and she's just so cute. That we kept laughing whenever she would do something cute. And it's like, he was Fox, and he pulled out his gun and shot a laser, and I just grabbed the laser and put it in my pocket, and then walked off the stage. And we're laughing and laughing. And it's like, and I'm fishing, and it's like, oh, this is such a cute moveset. I love it. And then it's like, she buries the gyroids, just like she does every night in the game, so you have fun digging them up the next day. And Mm -hmm. it's like, this is so sweet. I love what they did with her. And then I watched a tournament player using Isabel to like jump off the stage and grab the fishing rod and pull somebody and throw them on the bottom of the stage that they reflect down and there's no way to get out of it. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, you're not supposed to fight with her. Yeah, that's that's kind of like high level smash, right? Like, yeah, that's why I don't like it. It's like this isn't fun to watch even. See, I I think it's kind of fun to watch because I can appreciate the the, the skill that it takes to do that because. I can't do any of it. Like I do not have the reaction time or the the intricate, intimate knowledge of the game to do it. And so, to me, Smash is like how I fight my brother, and he's better than me because he knows some more combos than I do. And so, you know, and then I watch this, and it's like, wow, this guy could like, you know, if we if we won two v one him, he would win, and he wouldn't even bother him. Like it would be so easy. And I I appreciate. It's sort of like if, like if you listen to a really complicated song, and you're like, I don't really like this song, but I understand that like how it to play it would be really hard. You have to like practice at the instrument a lot. You can't just go do this. You have to be really, really invested. Like to me, that's kind of what competitive Smash is like. Yeah, but it's the abstract part that I don't like because when I watch competitive Overwatch, it's like, wow, that Genji is landing these hits, and he's like, oh, he dodged at just the right moment. And oh, he did this perfect combo, and I can process what his approach is, and I can watch him do it, and his skill is higher than mine. When I'm playing, I'm still trying to do the same things, but his execution is better. And with Smash Bros, when I'm watching someone do high-level play, it's like they're holding the controller upside down so they can more efficiently tap up and down at the same time. (laughs) And it's like, this isn't... I, it, it reminds me of people that play Dungeons and Dragons too seriously. No, I mean I get th- that's a that's I think a valid way to to look at it. It's definitely oh, like not that for cannon, everyone. That that three point five cannon, um, the human labor cannon. Have have you ever heard of that? I have not. So there's rules in three point five edition of D anD D where um, <laughs> it's, it, it this gets really stupid, um. To to take an action, like if a character was holding a cannonball and you had to pass the cannonball to someone standing next to you, technically that's a free action and you're allowed to do one of those during your turn, which means it takes zero time to do. That seems like you're making things overly complicated. So uh, that's also a labor and technically you can hire townsfolk to do labor for you. But it's a simple task, and it's only one step. So technically, you can pay everyone one copper, and they'll do this. 
So if you got an entire town of people and gave them each one penny and told them to stand in a line and you hand one guy a cannonball and then ask them to pass it to the person next to them, technically the ball travels from one person to another person that's five feet away to another person that's five feet away up to like 80 times in zero time. So the ball's velocity is going from zero to a million in a second. And that's a that's a lethal velocity that will shoot around the globe and like kill the dragon that you're aiming at that's hiding in his keep. I feel like this takes a lot of setup though. It does, but technically if you have one of those dungeon masters that's a rule lawyer and is thinking about like what's going on, it, it this is this is a classic argument that comes up in forums where it's like, How do you play the game? Like is this allowed at your table? To me the dragon would not? kill all the villagers while they were like no, they're ready. so far away. <laughs> but no, but eventually there has to be one next to him. I yeah, it, to throw it's the just, ball. it's one of those things where technically the way the rules are, if you if you look at subcategory appendix F G, then it clearly yeah, states F G. G's an asshole. Um. <laughs> so, anyways, I hate Smash Brothers. It's a terrible game. I want to play, point. but I guess the online is. Just the oh worst. man, I'm not exaggerating. Last night was so awful. I wanted to play with a friend, and I I literally could not jump. Like the endpoint lag was just. I had no control of my character at all. I remember trying to play Smash Online with the last couple versions, and the lag was always so bad it was unplayable. Yeah, and it was like and this is how with how have Nintendo not figured this shit out? There's well, so someone... many fighting games out there that have got this right. Why can they not do it? Yeah, and someone was telling me that it might be because it's launch week that maybe the servers are just getting hounded more than they thought it would. Maybe, that's true. And it'll even out, but it's like, I don't know how great Smash 4 got. It was fine. I remember playing, but it wasn't the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how the Switch ends up. But it's I'm gonna just one just of those stick things to local. where with certain games, I would have faith that that would be the case. Like, oh, give it, give it a month, everything will be fine, it'll even out. I don't have that with Nintendo though, because I feel like they just consistently fuck up online. Yeah, they but don't Splatoon's know anything. Great. Well, there you go then. Maybe it'll I, work out. I played so much Splatoon two and Mario Kart eight. Like I've been playing a lot of Nintendo online. I bought the online service because it's like, well, I can't live without it. My Switch would turn off. Sure. And then Smash Bros comes out, and it's like they've never heard of the internet before. And it's like, well, what about these games? I'm playing Fortnite on the Switch. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, is Fortnite. I guess I don't know how the whole whole system handles some like dead reckoning or whatever. Whereas like to me, Fortnite's made by people who know their shit because they've made a lot of online games. Yeah. But this is also the third Smash Brothers game that's had online. It's just when they Fortnite has a right. hundred players on one map, and then Smash Brothers has three, and it's struggling. Right. It, it's struggling so badly that you can't move. It's I also like, heard mm. that. Like, if me and my brother want to play you, we might not be able to. I don't... Yeah, I, I actually don't think we could do that. Like, you'd have to have, like, someone else, so it could have to be, like, doubles, like, 2v2. Yeah. Which is dumb, it's, because we'd want to play, like, free-for-all. It's not a great way... And, and here's the thing, when I come out to visit, we'll play. Okay. But I don't think we'll make online working, and that's a little depressing to realize, because I was having so much fun, and after playing online last night, it's like, I'm going to take a break from this game, because I'm still angry. Sure. And it sucks because, like, it's one of the few games that I own that all my friends own. And it's like, oh, we could actually play this online. It's like, no, we can't because Nintendo got it wrong. Yeah. Because, like, I would like to play with you and Jean-Luc and Alex and Joe and have us, you know, somehow make it work. But I don't think it's set up to do that. That's another fun thing. Um, You can set up a room where, like, there's, like, a waiting lobby. So you can spectate, and you can wait in line, and, like, you can have these rules where it's, like, four players, and whoever's on the bottom gets kicked out for the next person in line. So it's, like, the six of us could get in a room and have fun together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's set up in just the right way where you have to have two switches, and also the online has to be a lot more reliable. Yeah. And it's, like, neither of those things are going to happen. You're not going to buy a second switch just to play with your brother that lives in the same apartment, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like what Halo 5 did. Yeah, it's, it's really like, stupid. This is the worst. I don't want to do it. But at least we can play couch co-op, but that's 
pretty much all we'll end up doing with it, which is all we ended up doing with 4, and we had a great time. Like, we put a couple hundred hours into that game. It's just disappointing when it's like, I'm at a point where like, oh, I would like to play this with other people, and I feel like I can't. Yeah. And it's not my fault. Um, do you remember the episode of Star Trek where they, they got a VR game and it drove everyone crazy? No, I feel like that that was a fake one you just made up. No, it was... <laughs> they actually... um, Somebody made the game and you can download it on the Microsoft AR thing. Where, where did that go? Um, see, okay, now if I look up Star Trek VR game, I'm just going to get the actual video game and not the episode. Oh. Episode. It was this weird puzzle where it was one of those things where clearly whoever wrote this episode and animated it doesn't play video games. Like that CSI episode where they go into Second Life. Yeah. So and they know when the guy just doesn't log off. He's like, I have to get on my hoverboard and fly away. So it's augmented reality, and the puzzle is you have to throw the disc into the little tube. And... What's weird is that everybody kept talking about how they're stuck on level 74. And it's like, what are you talking about? Just throw it in the tube. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no challenge here. And the yeah, animation that's not a puzzle. Was, that's like a dexterity challenge. It wasn't, though. It was like, oh, it's a, it's a thinking man's game. And then it'll just show this weird phone app. Someone had to, like, make these discs and tubes for this episode. And that's always the fun thing about these things is like someone got paid to make these weird assets that they're probably just like, this is horrible, but I'm getting a paycheck for once. <laughs> someone someone photoshopped it where there's Picard standing there, but then there's a Pokemon Go on his head. Oh, he's got Psyduck. <laughs> oh, real quick, Sonic, the posters. Um, oh yeah, those? what do you think of those? I like the one where they photoshopped a penis. And it looks like it's coming the, the the line he's running between his legs. For the listeners, Google Sonic poster penis. Because I want you to have that in your Google history. It would make me feel good about myself. <laughs> um So I think my favorite Sonic poster Um the, there's the one with his legs, right? Mm-hmm. There was one where someone like drew a picture of him trying to take this picture with his phone. Oh really? Oh yeah, and yeah. It's like, and it's and like his posed, hips like, are like fucked up. Yeah, and he's posing like so awkwardly he can like barely make it work. He's like, this could be so worth it. Um, I they don't have to make this movie. They can still stop it. Oh, yeah, the Uganda Knuckles one was really funny too. Um, I like Uganda Knuckles now that Uganda has adopted him. I met someone online the other day who had never heard of that meme before, and he's like, I don't get this. That's good. Don't don't ruin their life. And it was Morgul, and I was like, you're on the internet a lot. How have you not How seen this? How did he not... Oh my goodness, dude. Did I tell you that okay. he's still working at McDonald's? Yeah, and you were really judgy about it, and I was like, hey, I go to McDonald's five times a day, and without citizens and warriors like I'm him, judgy because starve. he's a bad person. Well... That's your opinion, and opinions are cheap. I guess. And Morgul's fat. Yeah. <laughs> All of those things are true. <laughs> That's, that was mean. I, uh, oh, he doesn't listen to this. I, I know, but it's not a nice thing to say. Um, We're starting to wrap up. Do you want to have any closing comments about your favorite show, Star Trek? I like... I remember... I remember having the conversations, like, when I'm, like, third grade of Star Wars versus Star Trek... And which one would win if they got into a fight? And then, like, playing that on the, the playground and using, like, you know, writing utensils and toys and stuff and play as weapons and, and having just a grand old time. And I, I feel like, at the end of the day, that's sort of the, the big thing I kind of go back to with, with both of those franchises is how much fun I enjoyed them or the idea of them when I was a kid. Whereas now it's fine, I'll, I'll watch it and I'll enjoy it, but it's not its not the same anymore. It doesn't have that like magic it used to have. I suppose. I think, and I'm fine with that. I, I feel like there's I, that's uh, nothing wrong with that. My, I, I still hate this. It was a little annoying when the internet started doing this, but it's annoying now because it's like the people having this argument are adults and they should shut up. But this whole, like, 
there's a YouTube video explaining how like who would win between the Star Trek Enterprise and a Star Wars and a uh, Star Destroyer. Um, and it's like these nerds arguing over things that aren't real. Mm. And it's like, well, actually, the Enterprise can travel faster at a higher speed of rate, and it would escape any situation where it was a no-win situation until the tables have turned. Correct glasses. <laughs> so do you like the screw attack thing where they do like the verses? No, I don't either. For one thing, they're way too long. I that's that's the summation of a lot of YouTube videos. Um, it's okay. We're gonna see, here's this is a twenty minute video. We're gonna spend the first ten minutes going over all of the the skill attributes of each character and their special moves, and then we'll do a pixel art fight of them based off of the numbers we crunched mysteriously. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, they never show their their math or anything, and it's a little obnoxious because it's always like, um, who would win between Wolverine and Pikachu? And it's like, well, Pikachu technically has more plot armor because statistically he's only been defeated three times, and Wolverine loses even though he's made of adamantium. And at some point, it's like, are you talking just for the sake of talking, or do you think you're educating somebody? I feel like this is where... like the worst way to look at characters is through this lens. You, you well, gain did you, nothing. Did you hear about that tier list based on the Smash Brothers, like, the story mode trailer? No, but it's probably so, insufferable. So somebody, well, this was kind of funny at first, but there's that story mode thing where the beam of light kills everybody. And so these people with too much time on their hands measured how long all the characters lasted and what they did to avoid the light the longest. Oh, God. And so it's like technically like Link Link's shield deflected the light and he also like swung his sword and bounced back some light and then he also dodged once before he got hit. And then like Samus dodged twice before she got hit. And then other characters dodged once before they got hit and other characters didn't do anything and this character technically lasted the longest but then they got hit before they did anything so that's minus points and like, it was kind of funny at first until people started actually arguing over the tier list. It's like, well, it doesn't really count that Link's the strongest because Kirby's the only one that escaped. It's like, yeah, but Kirby only ran away, so that's only worth this many points. And people are starting to get worked up about it. And it was bizarre to me that anyone cared this much about a cinematic trailer. So the real question, is this Kotaku, Polygon, or some random YouTube asshole? No, it was a YouTube thing. There you go. Um, But then it was like... the. I think the guy that originally did it was having a sense of humor about it. It's it's that this turned into a forum thing where people are actually arguing because they don't have anything else to do while they wait for the game to come out, I guess. Remember when we just had patience and you're just like, oh, I guess we have to wait for the game to come out instead of well, taking to the internet? Yeah, that's what I, I... There were people doing, like, a countdown to Smash Brothers where... Uh, excuse me, there was, like, a... There was a challenge where it's like, there's only 30 days left till Smash Brothers. So every day... Um, follow this challenge log and tweet a question. And it's like, okay, it's day 28. There's 28 days left. Um, who's your main in Super Smash Bros. Melee? And write a story about it. And it was like an activity book for every single day. Because all these people on Twitter are just choking. Someone got a lot of Twitter followers out of that. It was just, it was so weird. Because the one guy I was following was doing this like really religiously. And writing up a lot of stuff about each day. And it's like, dude, if you wouldn't remind me about it, I wouldn't think about it until the game comes out and I could just enjoy my life. I still haven't seen any footage of the piranha plant. I don't know what that fucker looks like. Oh, Figure really? it out when he shows up. Yeah, I love him, dude. He looks good. He's I what have... I would want out of a piranha plant. It's so weird to, like, I hit a point where I just, like, there's things about video games I just don't care about anymore. And I'll either get to it or I won't. And that's fine. Yeah. I don't know, like, I'm on this, like, this the Reset Era forum, right, where it started as a game forum, and there's, like, there's gaming and there's off-topic. One guy went to off-topic, he's like, I don't trust people that are only here for off-topic. This is a gaming forum, and if you don't play video games, like, what do you do? It's like, fucking other stuff. There's more to life. It's crazy, but it's true. And I, I'm, I'm, I don't know, there's, it just blows my mind that there are still people who, like, think that way. And it's it's fine when you realize that the person's twelve. It's right. when it's when you know somebody is thirty. Um, 
I mean, not to cast shade. I know they don't listen to the show. But there's one person that I met through... I think it might have been through my Warcraft comic. Um, And they added me on WoW, and we would talk for a while. But they complained that the game is too boring because they ran out of character slots because they leveled up all their characters to max. Um, Because all they do is they'll get a character up to max and there's nothing else to do, so they delete the character and start over again. And they're waiting for more slots so they can just do this faster. And, like, this person has, like, 16 mages and 10 rogues or whatever. And, like, do I really want to level an 11th rogue or should I delete one and do a monk? And it's like, I don't know what's wrong with you. I can't give you advice. (laughs) And, again, like, not to be mean, that's their pastime. But it's like they would level up a character over the course of a month from 1 to 120. And go, I'm bored with it. I'm going to make a paladin now. And they'd get up to 120 and go, I just hate the Paladin, man. And they're like, why did you level it? What are you doing? She doesn't do any of the in-game content or PvP. No. And they don't do anything else, because I don't... I think they live off of, like, government money. Um, Weird. It, it's one of those people where, part, like, but... they don't actually have a condition, but technically they, they shouldn't stand in sunlight for too long. And they're allowed to have a wheelchair, even though they don't use it. And it's like, what... Do you have a name for this condition, or are you just listing things it's funny because south park kind of made fun of like that uh, as under the guise of anxiety in the way south park hits something it's never with like any uh grace it's like we're gonna use a full (laughs) fist and so it's like well there are people with actual anxiety problems who you know take medication for it and have to find ways to cope but then there are also people are like man I, I i have anxiety i'm anxious today and it's like yeah so is everybody stop being an asshole and I hate that they kind of paint all of that under one brush, but I also like kind of appreciate the point they're making where there are definitely people who are using mental illness or physical disabilities as a crutch to be a burden to society, basically. When they're not diagnosed, they're not, um, you know, any of that stuff. Like, like, I don't know if this sounds really elitist now that I'm saying it, because God forbid it's 2018 and we have to really watch what we say on the internet. Well, it's just, it's a difficult thing to say because it's a case-by-case thing and you can't right. have a blanket statement about a lot of these things. But there's also people who, man, they'll come to me and they'll tell me, man, I'm feeling really depressed today. And and I'll ask them, like, well, what's wrong? And they'll say nothing. I'm just bored. And it's like, well, what do you do with your day? And they don't do anything. It's like, well, that's why you're bored. Like, if, right. if I didn't go to work, I would shoot myself. Yeah, and like, like you, you need something in your day to accomplish, or you, life isn't worth living. And that's just like a psychology thing. It's not a, it's not a work ethic thing. It's like literally just get up and make the bed, so you can tell yourself that you did something, and you'll feel better. Right. And one step at a time, you slowly feel better. There are actual medical conditions. There are actual physical conditions, but it's really easy to Google. Like I feel sad today, and then Doctor Stupid on the internet tells you like, oh, you you should just stay in bed. That being sad is the number one cause of being sad. And so, oh, that's my problem. I'm sad. If I complain about it, I get attention. And you fall well, into this weird trap without realizing it. Like, every weird ailment leads to cancer if you Google it. Oh, right? Like, oh, Google oh. always gives you the worst case scenario. So at work, every day we have a stand-up meeting at the start of the day. And every day we have to have a safety message. And today, my safety message was, uh, hey guys, last night I was reading an article on the internet, and they say sitting is the new smoking. (laughs) And that scared somebody. And they're like, what? And I was telling them, like, well, yeah, we've gotten smoking down, so now, like, not getting enough physical activity is becoming the leading cause of disease and illness. I'm sorry, what? And they're having this, like, panic attack. And it's like, I'm just vaguely describing something like what what is wrong with you <laughs> you take this so seriously it's like like i sit down every day i'm gonna die it's like you're right you're the only person that sits down so you're the only person that's gonna die <laughs> going back to the 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 mental illness thing real quick i just want to say like you mean star trek fandom uh like i don't like saying like the phrase like i'm depressed because I feel like that comes with baggage and kind of connotations that don't apply to me. Or even if they maybe do that day, 
they don't apply globally. Like I've never been diagnosed with anything, and so I don't like I don't like talking about that because I feel like I don't I don't have like uh, the the medical okay to do so. Like it's like well I've never been to a doctor who said hey you have this kind of ailment you should take this kind of medication, and so. And I don't think I need to go and get that because it largely goes away on its own. So there'll be days where I feel really shitty and be like, man, I could just drive my car off a cliff and then that'd be cool. And I keep that to myself because I don't have that, like, that upper echelon of, like, proof or whatever. And there are so many people that you find online, like, and I'm in some discords with people that are, like, into the MLP or furries. And that seems like a hive mind of people that are very uh, upset and very, very sad. And some of them... I feel, you know, there, there's like, man, I'm really depressed all the time, but I won't go do anything about it. I won't see a doctor. I've never been diagnosed. I've never taken medication. I just really like being sad because I can tell people I'm sad and that, that makes me feel better. And so I guess I don't know if I have a thing. point. I want to say one thing just on this topic real quick. Uh, you mentioned like the furry fandom has a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Any online group has a lot of that. I suppose it just kind of comes down to who you hang out with. Well, it's it's like um, who's that comic that you like with the the cute girl draws it, and all her comics are about haha. I don't have any self esteem today, but my character is smiling. And this oh, is Sarah Scribbles. Sarah Scribbles. Um, the pe- there's a her, her success partially comes from those people just sure. on Facebook, <laughs> and part of it. And this is more of a PSA. Uh, the amount of screen time you get in a day increases how sad you are. Yeah. And a lot of people, they get addicted to the dopamine of getting a like or a share or a retweet. And they don't realize that they're craving that. And they look at their phone and every passing second where they don't get a like is like, oh, no one likes me. And you can fall into these traps that are very difficult to get out of. Sure. Um, yeah. So if you're one of those people, follow Sarah Scribbles because it's really relatable. Also, her, 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 I like her humor style, so like I, I would legit say follow her. She's fun. I uh, like when people take her comics and modify them so they're racist. And yeah, that's funny too. Her into- <laughs> I've seen photos where like she's in like a Nazi uniform, but she's like standing in a kindergarten class. Yeah. God, the internet's great sometimes. <laughs> no, it's not. That's the point. <laughs> um. So, do you have a glad space? Oh, I have a really dumb one. My neighbor Mine's makes the dumber. Best. No, no, no. Bets. Who's this dumber? Ooh. Okay. It's probably gonna be you, to be honest. <laughs> Thank you. No, <laughs> <laughs> so mine is my neighbor makes the best fucking popcorn. Oh, cool, dude. And and like she'll like get like a little measuring cup and put like the exact amount of butter in there and, and melt it, and then she'll put like. She'll make a bag, and she'll pour a bit of the butter on, and then she'll make another bag, and she'll pour more of the, the finish it, and then she'll put salt on there and mix it up. And she, like, it's funny, because she, like, actually puts care into making popcorn, where I throw the thing in and hopefully don't forget about it and burn it. And then I'll be like, dude, don't go to, like, all this trouble making popcorn. We're, like, not going to be here that long. She's like, oh, really? Chat, all this trouble making popcorn. Do you hear him, guys? I'm going to all this trouble making popcorn. She just gives me all this fucking <laughs> sass about it. <laughs> It's like, but you are. You're putting love into it. So she's cool. I like her popcorn. Dude, that's great. I want to talk about depression again. <laughs> okay. Don't um, laugh at that. I was really depressed yesterday because this week has been exhausting. Yeah, you were in a bit of a bit of a dour mood yesterday. And so I, I logged on to Second Life because that makes me feel better. <laughs> and I went to my depressing apartment with the sad Donatella toy. And I'm sitting in front of my broken YouTube screen that doesn't work on top of pretend beer cans. And friends came over because they knew I was sad and they like sat with me and like, hey, are you okay? And I'm just not responding to them. And the lights are off and they're like, hey, are you okay? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and and they're like, all right, we're here for you. And they spent the whole night with me. And so I just want to say, I love all my friends that put up with me. But that's not my glad space. My real glad space is Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> You just open a pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah. I got two. Um, I don't know what set this is. Uh, okay, I got Abyss Actors Backstage. 
Abyss Actors Curtain Call, um, Cyber and the Dragon, Abyss Script Romantic Terror. <laughs> There's a little goblin doing Shakespeare. Man, that is my <laughs> spirit animal. I love Yu-Gi-Oh. One more bag. Uh, hey, do I win the contest? Is mine more stupid? <laughs> you know, maybe. But I also um, feel like there's there's something kind of fun about opening a pack of cards for a trading card game. So I'm not like, I'm not totally like rolling my eyes or anything. I'm, I'm legitimately dude, enjoying cards, this. The text is so small, I can't read it. I got Star Liege Photon Blast Dragon, which is a dragon XYZ effect. Two level four monsters. If this XYZ summon, you special summon one photon monster from your hand. Oh my goodness, I cannot read this. This sounds like a lot going on. Yugi is awful. So, ev- good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Oh, live long and prosper. This this episode is dedicated to Leonard Nimoy, um, and William Shatner. I know you're next. <laughs> Ha 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 